she didn't say a word and through the whole clip and yet she's communicating so much as an actress with the with the eyes and the way the hands looking up looking down looking up looking down at the letters crumpling the letters and re-looking at the letters seeming uncertain or maybe she is certain what she's going to think what she can say what she's supposed to do she's clearly uh distressed about the situation she finds us in you know well, how is she going to answer like all these kind of questions and things and yet not a word is spoken welcome to episode six of the 20 digit scene review podcast hi hi everyone this is david and i have here alex with me every Hello. week Every week we review a scene each, and today is no different, although maybe a little bit different. Uh, I may actually have two to support one point today, so a little bit of a twist, a little bit of a jingle. Um, <laughs> I guess the theme for this uh, week also is uh, foreign films, um, something that's a little bit different from what we've done in the past. So that we'd, uh, I think it's episode six. It's even. So is that me that starts or you? Yeah, I think it's I think it's you. It's me. Excellent. Okay. So I have the pleasure of introducing uh I would say now probably my favorite director, um Wong Kar Wai. Uh in the movie that we'll be reviewing today or the scene or the movie the scene from the movie <laughs> that we'll be reviewing today is from the movie uh twenty forty six, which Many claim is his best work. Um, I've seen this twice now, and I can tell you the second time around, uh, I picked off a, a number of scenes, a number of things uh, that that I could share, and I will do that in the following podcast for sure. Uh, but for today, I actually picked off um, one particular scene uh, where uh, the actor Tony Leung and Dang Ziyi they're a little bit flirtatious. It's a Christmas Eve dinner, and um, it starts with Zhang Ziyi coming home and, to- and Tony's character leaving, and they sort of exchange. <clears throat> now, the reason I decided to share this particular scene is actually for a number of reasons. Uh, firstly, uh, some notes about the movie, uh, cinematographer Chris Doyle, who usually accompanies uh, Wong Kar Wai on most of his movies. He is amazing. The music that's used throughout the film, and particularly in the scene at King Cole, The Christmas Story, is phenomenal, Shiguru Imabayashi. So I think one of the key things I wanted to bring to bear here with Wong Kar Wai is I don't think there's anyone else that I know of that can frame a scene better than he can. It's just sublime. Every single scene in this movie does this, and in this particular one that I've picked, where uh, it occurs, um, them uh, not the first time they meet, but the first time they start courting each other, uh, and everything that's happening there is worthy of of mention. Um, I'm gonna mention one thing before I, I get Alex's comments on this, but. Um, one thing you'll note is what I noted anyway is as she's leaving, looks in the mirror, uh, bordering the mirror is this gold kind of um, decoration, Christmas decoration, and it's complements her dress. There's uh, gold stripes 
green, which also is a bit of a compliment from the wall. Now, the, the interesting thing about this cinematography is it's not in your face. Uh, I've noticed a lot of directors, Chinese directors, actually following, trying to do this, and they overdo it with crazy colors. And it's it's, it's so in your face. And the one thing that Wang Karwei does well is that it's subtle, but it's beautiful at the same time. So the colors in the scenes, um, the walls, the, the costuming uh, is is amazing. And and the one thing he gets really well in this movie, which is a, a sort of a playoff a sequel from in the movie for love, which is another fantastic movie is the class. It's just so classy the way the movie is, the way it's shot, the way people move, the, the costumes, especially the woman. The, there's such a classic portrait of them captured in many of his scenes. And, um, that's the reason I wanted to bring at least this aspect to it. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop there because, um, I wanted to get Alex's comments here before, uh, you know, what, uh, did you want to also talk about the, cause you gave us two clips for this yes, one. Um, yes. Yes. Because I did have, okay, well, you know what? I could, I could agree with, um, a lot of what you said and is there was definitely a lot of, um, facial close up and stuff and the expression. And you can tell, uh, the actress is portraying a certain character of, um, of lady, I guess you might see, and um, not demure, not <laughs> you know shy and sweet, but correct. She yes. knows who she's about, and That's especially right. as it as it relates to men, she knows what she wants and probably right. how to get it and all that right. kind of thing. Right. And uh, he's, you know, he's suave too, though, right? Like he's he's, he's yeah. suave too. He's like, and, and I forgot to mention one of the most important things about this scene. It was actually the reason I wanted to pick it out. Uh, is that he's speaking Cantonese and she's speaking Mandarin. Which oh, is, I didn't pick up on that. Well, I, well, I, I was trying to pick out which one. It, it wouldn't, you wouldn't expect you to, but it's amazing this way because it's their natural native tongue. Uh, it takes place in the 1960s, at least that's the, the character back set. Um, it's not natural for, just for people uh, out there, and it's actually well, more well-known now, the, the, the Chinese dialects, but there's hundreds, there's, there's hundreds of them. Uh, Mandarin obviously being like English and Cantonese kind of like being Portuguese or say like Spanish. Um, and it doesn't necessarily, you know, a Portuguese person may not necessarily understand someone from the UK, right? So uh, that's what's wonderful about this exchange is that, and, and it's because they're using their natural tongues, it just, it's just so nice how it just moves back and forth. And it's just brilliant, brilliant. So is yeah. it understood then both of them know both of dialects? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're just making that assumption, but it's just so cool <laughs> that they're just speaking their native tongue and they, they just get it. And yeah, well, that's one of the reasons. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean, just that fact alone could probably speaks a lot implicitly. Like, or, you know, there must be from different regions, maybe different, right, right. you know, uh, social class levels, so to speak, and, and, and all that kind of thing. And yet they're interacting. Yeah, and he's got as as you mentioned earlier, she she knows what she wants and everything else, and he, he does too, right? He's suave. He's a he's a womanizer in the movie, right? And okay. and he's just Tony is is certainly one of my favorite actors too. He's easily my favorite um, Hong Kong actor, no question. And Zhang Ziyi, her claim to fame was you know obviously Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, you know a kung fu movie, but she's she's a wonderful actress, uh, in in, in her own right. So it's just such such a, a great piece. So yes, sorry. I'm just to lead into um, the second piece that I the second scene scene that I chose to 
sort of emphasize my points in this one takes place with one of the other woman characters in the movie. And in this particular scene, um, she has a Japanese boyfriend, which is extremely frowned upon within, especially during that period. Uh, you know, this, her father is, is not, is looking down on this. And that's why she's hiding out in like sort of the, the laundry room um, and getting letters passed to her okay. from Tony's character. But, but quick question. So this is, this is a different character than completely Tony, different from, character. From the first, okay. Yeah, completely different character. And one of the other uh, woman characters in it. But the reason why I kind of doing a two for one here is everything I said earlier about how, you know, the gold red um, scene from the first one, you know, the dress, subtle, subtle, um, complementary colors in that scene. You'll notice in this one, the water bottles there, or at least I think they're water bottles, uh, are green, and then she's wearing green. And it's not, it's not in your face, it's, it's just beautifully shot. And, and the framing of it is, you know, throughout the film anyway, is, 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 is beautiful. And again, the language aspect is coming into play here, because the letter is from his, her Japanese boyfriend, and he's narrating, he's, you know, obviously you hear the audio is in Japanese, and she's, you know, your, your classic Chinese, uh, Hong Kong, Cantonese-speaking person, but you're making that assumption she understands, or can read even. So it's just a, a, re- a really nice blend of cultures there um, happening, uh, which is a nice nice mirror of, of that other scene, which is why I picked that. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. And that the, the Japanese and Cantonese is, is uh, a lot more distant, I guess. Oh, yeah, Cantonese very, to Mandarin, right? Completely different. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah for sure. So it's, uh, it's, it's nice that way. So there's just a lot of that. There's so much to pick up from this film, honestly. I have to watch it again. And the music choice is just, in both scenes, is just outstanding. I actually have to get the soundtrack. I actually recommend that you listen to the soundtrack. It's outstanding. Okay. Yeah. Right. What's so with this the second scene? What really stood out to me, and I, I just noticed, uh, you know, I was I was I was relishing it as as every second passed, is that she didn't say a word and through the whole clip, and yet she's communicating so much as an actress that yeah. um, with just with the with the eyes and with the hands, looking up, looking down, looking up, looking down at the letters, crumpling the letters, re-looking at the letters, um, seeming uncertain or. Maybe she is certain, like what she's gonna think, what she can say, what she's supposed to do. She's clearly uh, distressed or anguished about the the situation she finds us in. Or, you know, well, how is she gonna answer? Like all these kind of questions and things, mm-hmm. and yet not a word is spoken with this, right? And it's just you nailed it. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, you nailed it. Like I think for me, what picks, what um, really comes to the fore for me when it comes to acting is, and I said this in previous episodes, is just the unspoken acting is the eyes, the, the other things that are going on. And Fei Wong, in this case, the actress is, you know, great. And does, and does it justice for sure in this, in this, and I failed to mention that one of my favorite actresses too, Gong Li is in this movie too, which, and we didn't pick out a scene with her in it, but I will <laughs> in later episodes for sure. It's just so much to rave about when it comes to Wong Kar Wai. Guy's amazing. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, so I think that's enough of that. I think I've, I've kind of uh, monopolized a bit of time there from uh, from us, so I'll, I'll okay. leave. Okay, no, 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 it's all good. So, let's see here. My scene is from uh, uh, a K-drama series available on Netflix. Oh, K-drama. Is, 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Love me some K-drama. So the title is Hi Bye Mama. Um, so I'm looking at uh, season one, episode two, the 49 minute and 30 second mark. It's about a three minute clip here. And so before I talk about the particular scene, um, it's I think it's important to, to set the stage. We're talking about kind of what happened in the first episode and a half leading up to this. And so the whole premise of the of the series is the main character is, is a mother who um, was was taken from this earth. You know, she she died uh, fairly early. I, I I don't recall exactly, but it's probably in her late twenties or something. At at most, like the early thirties. Um, and so she leaves behind uh, her young husband and um, a child. And you you gather from the way they unfolded the the first episode and a half that. Um, the child was probably extremely young. I recall a scene where um, the father brings the child to the to the to the wife's parents, and it's practically a swaddled infant, so it couldn't have been more than three, four months old. Okay, so that's she passed away. Um, obviously, the child no idea, never seen really her mother with with a, with a thinking mind, so to speak, like a, as a two or a three or a four year old, it's very just months old, and the mom's taken away. So the whole premise of the of this series is that. Um, they follow her uh, her life as a ghost, like like it, they portray her going through the world, but it's they they show with with CG that she's passing through walls or pe- nobody mm. can see her, and or okay. even people walk right through her on the street. So it's very clear that okay, right, they're right, trying right. to portray that she's a ghost. Okay, got it. Um, but yet um, she's kind of haunting. It's not really the right verb here because it's not anything creepy or going on, but she's just kind of locked to the area of her of where she she lived with with her husband and, and her family mm-hmm. and so she she visits her, her husband and her child in their apartment from time to time and stuff and even it's portrayed that he's actually with someone else up right now um and uh and yeah so you know fast forward a little bit uh, there comes a point you know semi-spoiler here if anyone wants to watch from the beginning but um there comes a point leading up to the scene where i'm at where she's kind of granted by a, a supernatural event or you know depending on on your culture you might say it's god quote unquote or you know in their culture maybe uh, some kind of deity going on okay that n- no words are spoken it's just like it kind of happens and so she's granted this ability where uh she actually becomes human again where instead of people passing through her or you know not being able to touch anything and then suddenly you know the scene shows that she's got snowflakes and it's actually landing on her this time instead of going oh, through her. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Okay. So now coming up to the scene where I'm going to talk. So she, the the locale or the location of the scene is that it's at the preschool where the the child is at. Okay. So very very quickly, I'm not going to talk too much about it. But there was a previous scene where um, the child got into some some danger. And she eventually makes it out of it, uh, but there, there's that memory because the the mother witnessed this, and so she, obviously she's still concerned for her own child. So coming into this scene now, she's following her child around, just kind of making sure she's safe and because it's a similar um, a location again. It's it's the preschool where she um, almost you know kind of got hurt, um, and so at this point she's following along, and then eventually um, the child is running through the hallway. And she's still thinking, I guess, out of habit that she's, um, you know, that she's a ghost. And so she's just used to people passing her by. But this time, you know, the child is running 
and she happens to be there in the hallway and they actually meet and contact and oh, just wow. by, by natural you know experience that the mother puts her arms around her child right, right, and then right, right. it just dawns on her at that moment you know and then you know lots of facial close-up a little bit of slow-mo <laughs> that oh yeah i'm i'm actually embracing my child that right. i haven't touched in you know two years or whatever and you know it's just it was just really touching it's, it's very simple right just just explain just it. you can say it in it's one sentence you know the mother yeah. just yeah just hugged her child but yeah. With the buildup of everything that happened, how she was away and couldn't, you know, uh, be with her child and play with her child and talk to her child. And yet now, because of the supernatural event, that she was granted that. And so, you know, obviously the, the, one, the mother begins to cry and stuff, just relishing the moment that she was just given, even though the child is oblivious and stuff. But it's really nice. It's interesting. It's just, you know, I think you've just summed up probably the absolute essence of K-drama. <laughs> Why people love K-drama so much. I mean, I think the premise of what this is, um, let's call it the conditions or rules or uh, of, the, of the movie, uh, and create the most dramatic possible sort of scenario and, and just soak in it. You know, <laughs> like, I think it was, I think the clip was almost two minutes. I think it was a two minute hug, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. This is, this is K-drama at its best. And I think, you know, there's, there's certainly people thirsty for it and love it for that reason. And, and I, I agree with you. I mean, given the situation, it's, it's an incredibly touching moment, but it was a, it was two minutes of hugging. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Right, this is a two minute hug, and I'm just thinking to myself, this is classic K drama for you right here. But, uh, <laughs> but you, you you summed it up well, nicely. I mean, I, I don't disagree with anything that you've said there. I mean, of course, you can only imagine ever being in that scenario. Um, but again, I, I that's what I got out of it. I was like, this is this is K drama 101 right here, and this is why people love it so much, and you can't blame them for it, right? So. <laughs> yeah well yeah i can i can recommend to our audiences you know watch the series if you're at all into k-drama and if you have not seen hi bye mama it's a good one because there's there's a lot more than than just that than just the premise sure. you know the the, the the relationships take on all kinds of turns where she's deciding okay now that i'm human uh, am i or am i not going to reveal myself to <laughs> people that used to know me right, right. and there's right. even a scene where her her ex her former husband actually they make eye contact and then you know what so happens she, because so, of that Okay, so but she looks different then, right? She she looks different from when. No, she but that's no, she doesn't, right? But that's oh. the thing. Like, I, I'll try to spoil it, but okay. she she makes decisions on. <laughs> okay, do I pretend to not know because I don't want to shock my loved ones that sure. I came back from the dead, kind of thing? Sure, sure. Like these kind of questions, she asked herself, "How am I going to play this out? How should I?" Right? I, I, or, I? You know. Yeah, I feel like these are the best. Like I feel like the best sci-fi films. Um, take a bit of a liberty of say a rule or some condition and then just throw human human you know interaction cause and effect into it to see what happens and that's what makes it interesting i think those are the best types of i don't know if you would call it sci-fi but i mean it's just yeah, it it called, but it, it just kind of changes the rules a little bit like you, you see it a lot today too you know you know people disappear for like five minutes but they're actually gone for four years and what happens I'm just throwing out, throwing it out there. It's just, it's just, and then what happens with human relationships and 
how it, how it comes to bear. So it is interesting how, what you described. Hopefully, so I'm sure is that you've probably convinced some viewers to, to give it a go, <laughs> <laughs> or viewers or, or listeners, shall we say? Yeah. yeah. Hope so. So, so that's well, that. Then. Thank you for sharing that. And I think this is a wrap for episode six. This was a fun one. Yeah. Look forward to many more. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you so much. And do you have anything lined up for next week? Oh, I haven't, I haven't given it thought. So we're okay. going to have to see. Got to think, think it through. All right. Thanks very much, everyone. Have a good one. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can email us at scenereview at 20digit.com and find us on YouTube by searching for 20digit productions. And we're 20digit on Twitter and Instagram. Note that our website and all our online IDs are spelled with numbers, 20digit. Thanks for listening to the 20digit scene review podcast. 